Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about simple stress management tips to teach your kids. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog that covers everything for your single mother journey. We've got a single mum only anonymous forum, my much talked about single mum e-course, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found on my website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But right now for this podcast, I'm looking forward to this chat with Dr. Louise Metcalf from George which might sound a bit odd, so let me explain. Dr. Lou has been a psychologist for the past 30 years, supporting adults, kids and families to take care of their mental health. Five years ago, she had her son, and after talking with early childhood educators, Dr. Lou realised just how many children in Australia, and I'm sure across the world, um, experience childhood anxiety. Dr. Lou conducted some research which led her to the realisation that Australia can't create psychologists fast enough to support the anxious kids who need help. And that actually makes sense to me. For this reason, she came up with the brilliant idea to create a robot friend so kids would always have someone to support them in between therapy sessions. A blinding idea. Um, so George was born. Now, George is actually spelt G-H-E-O-G and is a friendly robot app that supports kids to build resilience and understand their mental well-being. Dr. Lou has been awarded places in startup accelerator programs, government grants and additional support from leading medical institutions to develop George. And it's still only the beginning of the journey. After a few years of development, the George app finally launched in September 2020, so not long ago at all, and in that awful year as well. <laughs> well done. And um, over 2,000 families have already downloaded it. So that's an absolutely fantastic achievement. Dr. Lou, welcome to the Beanstalk podcast. Hi, Lucy. It's good to be here. It's lovely to have you on. Sorry about the little ding on my computer. It's, uh, it's the holiday school holidays and um, my kids are, um, are chasing me for lifts around all their <laughs> social events. Even though I did say I'm on a podcast, please don't text me. Um, <laughs> look, um, I really love our expert guests here on the podcast we do pretty well we get some good people on here and I feel particularly smug to have managed to have got you on here Dr Lou because number one childhood stress is such a huge problem in society today and number two you've got such an extensive background in this area and I truly love how you've identified a problem had an idea and actually created a solution which is out there helping families today how good does that feel? Oh, Lizzie, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's good to be helping kids and families. It's such an amazing thing, actually. When we first started building, it was really a lot of pie in the skies. Like, how can we how can we do this? You know, it's a I'm a psychologist building a robot. Who's going to who's going to help me do that? Right. <laughs> I'm not a but yeah, it's amazing how many people have come on board, recognizing the need, you know, because they have kids of their own who are going through difficult times. And uh, yeah, I want to help. 
here yeah. we are with George. Yeah. yeah. And two yeah. years doesn't sound like very long at all, really. It's quite quite a good amount of time to develop a, an app such as that. Yeah, it's not long at all. It's it, the, the progress has been amazing for the little piece of technology and what it can do. And it's even, I think, more amazing to see how the kids are reacting to him. They were constantly learning about, you know, how they how they interact with George. And one of the amazing things that we've noticed is that um, kids can often start using George because they really just want to calm down. The, the first exercise in George that commonly gets used the most is the breathing exercise. So just to feel calm. This little robot, little cute little guy, just encouraging you to breathe deeply. It's so sweet. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did I, I think it's such a cute little app to look at and I mean I we are going to talk about the George app today um, because it is such a helpful tool with children who are experiencing stress and anxiety but we are Louise is really here to help share her advice and support around childhood stress management in general and um, just so I just want our listeners to know that that um, you know we're, we're really um, honing in on all of the, the knowledge that you've had over your 30 years um, working um, around this topic um, which um, and now it's such an important one what with COVID and all the worries in the world that are hard enough for adults to deal with but um, especially for children. Now oh. I've got you I've asked you for four tips and you've come up with four brilliant tips to help us uh, but first of all, I've got um, one question I'd like to ask you. Are yeah. you ready for me to start diving in and getting the, the knowledge that I need to help our listeners? Oh, I'm excited about it. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're feeling enthusiastic. So can you just tell us why is it so important for the gorgeous little people in our worlds to understand their emotions and take care of their mental health because generally we we sort of think it's more about adults having to do that but it's important to do it from a young age isn't it oh yeah absolutely there are these great studies actually that track children's understandings of emotion and um it's so it's been going on for a very long time decades um, in schools and there are these really interesting findings about when children um, start to move away from being accepting of certain emotions. So our society, even from a very young age, teaches us to kind of suppress our emotions, kind of says, these emotions are okay, these emotions are not, and so you have to suppress those ones that people don't want to see. Mm. And that's, that's, that's not a good message. That's not something that really helps you with your mental health. There, there is a lot of work to be done to help kids understand what to do when they have their emotions. But the, the first thing is really getting them to understand that all emotions are actually just information. And so they're all okay. And, and so getting to understand those emotions, recognise them, accept them, listen to them, it's really the first thing that we kind of do. And, and George Little App helps with that as well. That it helps me to really recognise even earlier on, you know how you all kind of like melt down sometimes, right? You've been, you, mm. as adults, you do this, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, I know now. what you're talking about perfectly. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you 
you've been getting lots of pings to go and you know pick up children, but you've so much to do, you know that kind of thing. And you hit a point, and you're like, ah, <laughs> maybe you have an outburst. And you're like, oh, I wish I wish I hadn't done that. Um, but you know, children kind of have the same effect. But if we if we get in earlier, if we can kind of go, oh, okay, okay, I'm picking up a sense that I'm starting to get to my my edge here. I'm starting to feel really stressed then we can take action earlier and so you don't get the blow-ups so that's what we're kind of aiming for here we're trying to aim we're get kids to kind of recognize those feelings accept them don't suppress them and just to you know understand them and you know know what to do when they start to feel safe stressed or anxious or even sad or other emotions that they may be sort of inclined to kind of you know push down so yeah and this is particularly important, in fact, for our audience today of single mothers, because these emotions, um, a lot of them being negative, do come up during a family separation. So mm. it's particularly hard for children sometimes to deal with that um, when their main point of reference and support um, being their parents are also going through a lot of stress and anxiety as well. So understanding those emotions and being able to deal with them at that time is super important. And in fact, I've noticed with my own girls and with other kids of separation that they seem to, they learn to manage their feelings a lot better because they're dealing with these difficult feelings earlier on and they tend to have more empathy mm -hmm. moving forward. And they've had, my kids certainly have had other friends of theirs whose parents have separated come to them for help and support because they're able to help them through it so as much as getting these feelings early on in life um, can be very difficult um, if they learn how to deal with them at that stage they are learning some tools really early on um, and I guess that is one of the the positives of going through stress or like a family separation early on in life they do manage to to deal with emotions Oh, absolutely. In fact, it's one of the, the most interesting findings of challenging stuff in a child's life. And so it can be separation, it can also be an unwell um, carer, you know, um, so many challenging things they can face, right? But those kinds of things can really help a child to be very, very empathetic. And yeah. It's one of those like superhero skills, right? That it is. You, you know, <laughs> Yeah, like robots can't take that, right? No. <laughs> oh, exactly. I was worried about that. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's such an awesome skill. And yet it's, it's very true. Those challenging situations do grow that skill. Probably like faster than, than uh, you know, kind of if that had happened, obviously. But so many benefits to that. And yeah, really great for the family as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it, there are some positives and some really big ones. Yeah, as long as as long as they're dealt with properly and, you, you know, the understanding and support is there for them to deal with the issues, then it, it can be a good thing. Um, look, now, OK, I would like you to tell us our tips. So starting with um, tip number one, can you tell us how we can help our children to manage stress in their everyday lives? Yeah, so this might be really obvious. Oh, we've all heard of this one, but we don't give it as much credit as it really deserves. So it's always going to be my number one. Breathe deeply. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so you do a good six-second breath in and a good six-second breath out. Now, if you give that a go, the first time you do it, you're like, oh, my God, that went forever. Yeah. <laughs> that does seem like a long time, I must say. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, give it a genuine go. You're like, oh my god, that went forever. But it's um, it just shows you actually when you give that a go how we commonly don't breathe very deeply at all, and that is sort of stress in action, right? That sort of shallow breathing, breathing quickly. Uh, that's that's all that kind of stress in action. So actually slowing down your breath like that and have a moment of, oh, I should do more of that, which is awesome. And also it will it will do this funny thing inside you. So when you actually breathe deeply like that, you're using your diaphragm below your rib cage. And that's actually massaging a part of the body called the vagus nerve. And it's just a little little system in your body designed to signal relaxation. So that's why breathing deeply is so important. We take it for granted, you know, that we breathe. Who, who ever thinks about the amazingness of breathing? But it is a little miracle. You know, you're taking in all these different gases and your, your lungs are picking out the oxygen and putting back the CO2 and out it goes out of your lungs. That's an amazing piece of apparatus. And if you just use it like that, nice and deep breath, you don't have to do it all the time, obviously, but maybe once or twice a day, breathing nice and deeply, you'll find that really kicks in a sense of relaxation for you. So it's, it's such an easy thing to do. It's an amazing thing to do and everyone can do it, kids and adults alike. And it's a very good thing to do together as well. Yes, um, I, and it is extremely powerful. Um, it's great for sleep too, isn't it? If you're struggling to mm -hmm. sleep, just to take some deep breaths and to concentrate on your breathing, I find. Um, and it's funny, we've almost got a bit of a joke with me and my two daughters, because when we've been through some really stressful situations, I'm like, right, breathe, right, let's all breathe together. Right, one, two, three, breathe in. <laughs> <laughs> one two three breathe out and we we sort of tend to look back on the stressful situation and laugh about the breathing side of it because I'm you know we're all completely stressed but we're trying to breathe um but but the reason I do it is because it actually does work um and I think that there's more and more out there telling people to concentrate on their breath and to breathe deeply and is it right that you breathe you'll know this i'm sure it's breathed in through the nose and out through the mouth is that the way or do you feel it doesn't matter either way it, it generally doesn't matter in terms of massaging the vagus nerve but there there is benefits to breathing in through the nose because you're rushing oxygen past the the, the little um, apparatus in your nose that helps you to smell and it gives you a sense of, of breath coming in. You know, there's, there's more kind of sensation in that and more sense of the breath coming into the body. And so, yeah, that does help you to relax uh, uh, sort of even before it hits the vagus nerve. Um, some people really struggle with nasal breath, though, because they have sinus conditions or lots of hay fever issues. So uh, it can be a challenge for some people. So if you can't do it, don't worry. It's all good. Just breathing through the mouth. But yeah, the nose is great if you can do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was a really brilliant first tip. So easy. We something we can all do. No excuses. Um, tip number two, please, Dr. Lou. Oh, this one you'll love as well. Talk to someone. So um, it's very important to have your support system around you. And I think Beanstalk Mums actually is an awesome part of anybody's um, support system, you know, for single mums because it is so such an avenue where you can actually talk to someone, particularly mm. the forum. Um, that's awesome. 
So yeah, don't feel don't feel alone because you don't have to, right? Like don't torture yourself if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Talk to someone and actually go through how you're feeling, what's that like for you and what you're going through. And just saying it has amazing properties to help you just feel like you're just not alone. You don't mm-hmm. have to have the amazing advice back, right? Just just being able to say it is incredibly powerful for well-being. So listening is a great skill for the other side, obviously, but just saying it is very powerful for this, the person actually experiencing the stress. So talk with someone and truth for kids as well. Kids can sometimes struggle to verbalise, but whatever they can verbalise is really useful. So just giving them opportunity to say what they need to say, very powerful. And sometimes with kids, and again, I'm going to go back to family separation here, even though it's not something that we are targeting in on, but I do think that for our audience, it's something that where those kids do have a lot of stress. Um, Sometimes they don't want to talk to parents because we're a little bit too close to the situation, whether it's family separation or anything, really. Sometimes we do need to bring in a professional. Um, This is a real challenge for me, and I'm sure it is for other single mums, is knowing when we need to do that, knowing that our kids have got something to say, they don't want to say it to us. Um, How can we we identify that? How do we know when it's time to get some support around getting our kids to talk? It can be tricky for kids because particularly, like, kids are great at adapting. So they'll quite often kind of sense, oh, you know, it's not a good time to talk to this or that parent. So uh, I'm going to like to not to not talk. I'm going to go over here and do something else. Um, so that can be tricky for kids. But if if you find that things are starting to change for them, like maybe this their schooling is different, you know, maybe they're they're being extra extra good. Um, that can happen, or they they're really struggling with their behaviours at school that's a bit of a signal that they might need some more help. Um, anxiety is, is normal though. It's, it's, it's fine to feel some anxiety, right? We all do. So you don't want to jump on it. You just want to watch it and mm. just kind of wait and see if it kind of um, levels out for itself. And if it doesn't, then, yeah, it's really good to get help at that point and and a good psychologist will just chat to the kid. Obviously, you've got school psychologists as yeah. well. And you might find it's just that simple process of venting. So it's, it's, it's totally, it could be a very, very simple step at first. So no need to kind of rush ahead on, on things like this. But if you keep an eye on them and just notice any changes, that's the best thing to do. It can show up in diet. It can show up in a kind of agitation, um, you know, inability to sit still. Some people um, confuse that with ADHD, but it can also be anxiety. They can be hard to tease apart those two. And and also maybe being too good uh, or too quiet maybe as well. <laughs> yes, and they're probably the most sinister, aren't they? Because you think you're doing Absolutely. really well. Um, yeah, I think just yeah, being able to talk to somebody and feel that their feelings are um, validated by somebody is, is good. Mm. Um, okay, that's a great one. Um, tip number three, please. Tip number three is basically learning about your brain. And kids can do this too. So learning what works for you. Not everything works for everybody, but 
there are certain things, right? Like, um, you know, we all have bits and pieces that, that kind of, we know if we just go to that place or we do that particular thing, we feel better. So for me, for example, water is my go-to. Love water. If I'm feeling stressed, I can just go for a swim or just stick my head under the, the um, um, sort of man-made waterfall that's at the local pool. Mm. And um, it just makes me feel so much better. So kids are the same, right? There are little things that they really like to do that helps them, help them to feel better, feel much less stressed. But you kind of have to work those things out. Notice, you know, what helps them to feel calm. For some kids, reading is really good. They love to read. They can do that for ages and just feel very relaxed doing that. For some kids, Lego. Lego is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, drawing. Yeah, so just knowing what your go-tos are and, and knowing that those things restore. You know, I, I like these terms. We can work hard, play hard for kids. And we can also restore ourselves. So things that restore you, that's the things that you want to kind of notice and remember and use when you need them. Mm, yeah. And it's just about having a little toolbox, isn't it, of the things that you need for different times in your life when you're struggling. So I yeah. feel slightly anxious. Okay, I'm going to do this. This is what works for me or I'm feeling I can't sleep. Okay, this is what I do if I can't sleep. So it's having those little answers inside their heads that they can reach for as and when they need them. We've got a funny little thing in our family where if we can't sleep, because we all love food and we love cooking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I once told my youngest who has suffered from some quite bad anxiety um, and sleep deprivation was a real issue, which obviously made it worse. And I say, think about imagine that you're making a cake because we make lots of cakes together you know imagine putting the butter in and then the sugar and then blending it and just go through the whole process of doing it and it's a very um therapeutic thing to think about and it just takes her mind off of other things um so you know it, it's what works for any one child and we're all new, unique we're all different i mean you as you say you like water it's water that calms you down um, and everyone has different things. So it's about, as parents, working out with the kids what those things are and um, yeah. encouraging them to reach for them when they need them. And, and what wonderful tools that will last right through into adulthood. Absolutely, yeah. Actually, I find adults, it's not commonly when you work with children, you work with the family as well. And I often find that adults have forgotten what their, their things are, you know, the things that really make them feel good. So I sometimes give adults this little exercise to do, and that is I give you a, an island. Now imagine someone's just gifted you an island, and you can have whatever you want on this island. And all you, all, the first thing you do is you imagine your feet in your perfect sand, and then you just kind of walk forward and explore this island that has all these amazing things on it. And what happens for adults is they tend to start with something that's like, oh, well, I know chocolate makes me feel good, you know. And then it just kind of blossoms out from there because it, chocolate is connected to something else and to something else and something else. And then suddenly you've got this island filled with amazing things that really do make you feel good. Animals, experiences, um, places, and yeah, it becomes quite an amazing little exercise. So 
I yeah. find adults adults forget but yeah that exercise is really powerful yeah it's a really great exercise and i'm visualizing chocolate rivers little bit charlie <laughs> in the chocolate factory style well. lumpers coming in <laughs> anything that you, anything yeah edible trees oh, anything anything that floats your boat really on the chocolate river I've gone off track, <laughs> but there you go. Doesn't that just prove it? We're talking, you yeah. know, that's what you want to do. You want to go off track, but into good things in your mind. Um, so yeah, I love that exercise. And, and I might use that one. I might steal that from you for my kids when they're struggling. <laughs> or for me. Cooking exercise is very similar. The, the trick yeah. is to make it very senses-based. So when you stick your feet in the sand, you have to really feel that sand on the bottom of your feet. And then walk forward, touch the trees, you know, like it's very senses based. And yeah, it's very, it's, it's really good. It does help you fall asleep as well because it's very calm and beautiful. Yeah, that's a lovely idea for adults and kids. Um, and so now we've got uh, tip number four, which is the final one. Can you give us your final tip to help kids manage stress? Absolutely. Now, this is a good one for everybody as well. Focus on what you can control. So we often get very focused on things that we can't control but are very dominant in our lives. Like, for example, this funny thing called a pandemic. <laughs> right? What's like, that? Yeah. <laughs> what? Who would, right? would have thought we'd have to go through that? So, um, <laughs> if you, like, obviously we are in some ways focused on it because it's like, oh, gosh, that's quite a big problem and, so many things still need to get done and then there are lockdowns and there's so many things to do around it so quite focused on it but we cannot control very much at all in in the big scheme of things of a pandemic because we aren't in charge of the vaccines and we aren't in charge of the distribution of them and things like that so you have to focus on what you can control and they can be little things like your routine you know, what you can do in your day to kind of get the day started or get things done. You can control, you know, um, a, a smaller space as a single room. You know, focus on what you can do rather than what you can't do. And the world changes dramatically. You feel a lot less empowered. Sorry, a lot less powered. Uh, yeah, like you have the power to do things mm. rather than feeling disempowered by such a, a very big and amorphous thing as a worldwide pandemic. So it's a really good tip. If you ever feel really overwhelmed, like to me emails or you know, all the things yeah. that we can feel overwhelmed by, um, and for children, school can feel overwhelming, then you can switch you can switch this on, flip it basically, kind of going right. I'm looking at all the things I can't control, I'm going to flip it and look at the things that I can control and focus on them instead. Yeah. yeah I'm really glad that that was your fourth tip actually because only this morning in the shower I was worrying about something that I have no control over and I mm -hmm. felt as if I've just got to let this one go because there's nothing I can actually do um, and that was a really liberating feeling for me it's one less thing to worry about what's the point of worrying about it and also on that I, I thought it was quite funny that my my youngest does go to see a counsellor every other week and um, really just for ma maintenance purposes um, <clears throat> and just to have a chat with somebody it's something yeah. that works for her because she's quite quiet she doesn't really share 
my eldest daughter is a sharer. We hear everything, but my youngest isn't. And I just want to make sure she's got someone to talk to. And um, I was in the car with her the other day and I was saying, I was, I was worrying about something. And she said, mum, Di, who is her counsellor, Di tells me that you've just got to focus on the things that you can control and stop worrying about the things that you can't. And I said, oh my God, you're absolutely right. I really needed to be reminded of that. So I'm actually now getting advice from my daughter who's 15 <laughs> around it. But it goes it to show that's that. something that she's taken from those counselling sessions and has uh, is really, really helpful for her because she it has got a worrying nature. Um, so yeah, brilliant tip. If you can't control it just let it go as much as you can um, if something does go wrong around it then that's the time to start focusing on it and finding solutions and maybe worrying but right now there's no point so I really love that and I love that it was your final tip because it really resonates with me and I'm sure it does with a lot of our listeners who are single mums we worry about everything um, and uh, you know and, and in fact I've got an e-course and one of my exercises is a circle of control where we actually look at all of our biggest worries and we put them into focus as to whether they can they're within our control or they're not so we can just let go of some of them and work on the ones that we can control um um, so yeah great tool for everybody but i'm looking at the time and i'm thinking we are running out so we we've, we've timed it pretty well i've gone over slightly but that's okay because we're providing really really good information before we go, I would love you just to tell us a little bit more about your app, George. Tell us what it can do for us, where we can find it, um, and anything else that we might need to know. Yeah, so George, super cute little character. Um, he is he's spelled G-H-E-O-R-G. So it's an acronym. It's Gentle to Humans. Emotion and Thought Organization and Resilience Guide. And we just couldn't fit the T in without making it sound really weird. So, oh, okay. So, let me just put, I think I missed out a letter at the beginning when I was, when I, when I mentioned it. I think yeah. I may have. Yes, let's just confirm <laughs> so that I've got this right. It's, yes, it was me. It was me. Just, it was a typo. G H E O R G. That's how right, it yeah. right okay yeah, yeah. all right i'll so, let you carry on now i just wanted to make sure i had that right for people who are looking for it <laughs> tapping it into their um computer i want to make sure i've got the right details out there oh you're wonderful yeah so um basically um he's quite he's a character well a set of characters now built with children when when we first started building george we we took him um actually we tried many different characters at first animals stick figures so many things and kids love the robot. And then we took this robot that we thought was ideal um, to, to kids in schools and went, you know, this is the little characters. Um, and we didn't call him a he or a she, we just said, this is George. And um, and and kids looked just like the crazy. And George is a boy. They just kind of shook their heads, but like, you guys, you guys are missing something. Another George mad adult. <laughs> <laughs> And then we, and then they said, you have to create his sister and his sister is George E. So like we, we so kids have really helped us a great deal to kind of create these characters. Um, and he has stories inside him that, that help them to understand the things that they're going through in a really beautiful and supportive way. And, um, and, and also obviously the breathing exercise and there's some tips. There's actually a parent portal as well. So it helps parents kind of understand 
some of the, the biggest signs of anxiety, the things that um, non-experts can observe so that you, you know, they can pick up those things if they ever happen and, and take appropriate action. So you don't have to guess. Um, so he, he really kind of covers all those angles and he's just yeah, so super cute. It really amazes me actually the things that kids come back with and they're like, you need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, brilliant. They come up with some great <laughs> ideas, don't they kids? So awesome. Yeah. And they really are great at knowing how to help each other. George has this philosophy of it's not just about, you know, sort of giving information to a single kid. It's really about connecting kids back into their community, reminding them they can talk to the parents. So he has lots of positive stuff about actually connecting to people as well in him. Mm. And you've actually got, is it right that parents can actually see how much time their kids are spending on the app? So I suppose you, that could even be used as if they're on there a lot, that is a sign that they are struggling and they might need some extra support. Yeah, absolutely. So he, he does track a couple of things. He doesn't track everything because you know not everything is that useful mm. and we don't want to overload parents either. But he does track the important stuff. So he tells you if, if your child is, is showing a lot of need for the breathing exercise, for example. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, mm. which is super important if that's if that's coming up a lot. They'll give you a chance to kind of take action. And also he does show how kids are going in terms of their range of emotion, like if they're experiencing more negative emotions or more challenging emotions or more positive emotions. And that gives you a sense of how they're going as well. So. Yeah, it's heaps of stuff on the parent side to really help when you're going through tricky stuff. Yeah, I, I think that is just a, one of the, I have to say that's one of the best bits about it because we spend so much time worrying, do they need more support? Are they coping? Mm -hmm. To be able to see whether they're logging on and using the app because they need more support is so helpful for parents. Yeah, yeah. So that, and there's so many things we want to do for parents as well. So that will get even bigger. Um, and yeah, you just find him in the app store. Um, he's both the Apple um, and an Android app. So your device doesn't really matter. And yeah, he's, he's just super cute. I really like him. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of your new best friends. <laughs> really, actually, my, my kid often says, can George come to school with me? <laughs> oh, and that's what you want them to be <laughs> thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs real friends? <laughs> no, look, we, I'm super proud to be supporting George. I think it's one of the most perfectly placed apps. Um, and we're going to have a special coming through Beanstalk for single mums who would like to use George. And I know that because it's really quite new, Dr. Lou, you are in the process of having the facility on there to allow perhaps a discount code or however we work it. But to the single mums listening, please stay tuned and keep an eye on our discount directory because George will be on there very soon. Um, and of course, I will be spreading it all over our social media to make sure everybody can take advantage of that special and get their kids to make friends with uh, super cute George. Um, and look, I'll tell you, I'm a bit of an app fiend or an app um, and my favorite one is Scrabble I have to admit I'm showing oh, my age but <laughs> um, but I do know a good app when I see one and having two children who have both suffered from stress and anxiety in their own ways I can see that George sits perfectly in the need gap and I wish it was around when my kids were younger so Dr Lou well done for being the person to provide so many families with the support that they need and Thank you for, uh, for coming on here today and sharing your extensive knowledge with us. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thank you, Lucy.
Thank you. And to the single mums who are listening today, Look, I know from chatting to so many of you that our gorgeous little ones can suffer from stress, uh, whether it's a family separation or any other number of the hundreds of worries that life throws their way nowadays. I hope this podcast has given you some coping strategies for both you and them to help keep stress at bay, allowing them to concentrate on the uninhibited mission of just being kids. And remember, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find more podcasts like this, but there's heaps of other wonderful single mum resources for your single mother journey. Uh, Oh, and my single mummy course is also on the website, which I'm excited to say has already been downloaded by nearly 2000 ladies. Uh, So about the same as the George app, actually, Uh, that 2000 is we're at the same mark. (laughs) Um, And um, all of these ladies who download my course, they're looking to live their very best single mum life. Simple as that. Not just for them, but for their kids, too. Um, And one final point before we leave you, if this podcast has helped you, please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it. The more reviews we can get, the easier these podcasts are defined by other single mums who need support, guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys. Until next time, ladies, goodbye.